Hey, Jason Wood here, the VA Loan Guy, host of the Armed and Ready podcast. We just completed an awesome interview with Mike Dunn. Come check it out. Jason Wood here, the VA Loan Guy, with another episode of Armed and Ready. Thanks for stopping by today. We have a special guest, Mike Dunn, and an Air Force veteran, which is a rare treat to have in the San Diego area. So, uh, Mike, thanks so much for spending a little time with us. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, So... We're in San Diego, right? Which is yes. Navy Town. I know, and man. we're a couple Air Force guys, so we're we're the um, the outliers. So I, to speak, I you're exactly right. Yeah, you're exactly right. Right. Uh, my uh, I, like we were talking before we started the show. My uh, my parents are um, Navy. Uh, my mom's Navy, and. Of course, I would have to go against the grain and do Air Force, you know. Um, so um, they Thanksgiving's were... <laughs> probably a lot of fun at your house, right? I know, right? <laughs> Just all these, all these, all these family members from different branches, and we're all like joning on each other. So yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. That's cool. So, how long were you in the Air Force? I was in for a couple years. So I actually got out on a medical discharge. Okay. Yeah. Um, you, they pretty much uh, some ailments that occurred that they didn't realize were there, and um, so I ended up having to separate under honorable conditions, and um, and then came back home and. Um, I mean, my, my career in the Air Force was completely different than what I do today. So, yeah. um, I, you know, I was going into aviation, aerospace, aeronautics, that sort of thing. And then now I'm like in finance. So it's just like a total different switch. Yeah. But, 180 yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you were working on the C5, right? Yes. C5 Loadmaster. Um, it's a huge cargo plane um, for those who are watching that may not know uh, what, a, what a C5 is. Um, second largest plane in the world. And um, we we have three load masters on that on that crew, so we're responsible for the calculation of weight and balance. So loading up Humvees, you know, you're loading up H3s, helicopters, you're loading up people, um, and we have to calculate that weight to make sure the plane is uh, within good parameters to be able to take off. So right. a lot of numbers. Yeah, and if if people aren't familiar with what a C5, it looks like. Take like your commercial airliner and multiply it by like ten. Yeah, and inject it with steroids. Yeah, I mean it's just this huge, huge airplane for sure. And I remember in basic training in San Antonio, there was a neighboring like actual airfield. Yeah, um, uh, Keesler and not Keesler. Yeah, Keesler. Is it Keesler? Yeah, Keesler. So I remember right there. And I remember seeing um, these airplanes take off and learn that they were C5s, and they look like they weren't even moving. They look like they're standing still. Yeah, because they're so massive. Yeah, they're they are huge. I mean. From the nose down to the, just from the nose down to the ground is 60 feet, just to kind of put it in perspective. Wow. Um, I think in the, where, where we're shooting, we're in what, like a two to four story building. So we're not even, we're not even half the distance that the nose is from the ground um, crazy. from where we're at right now. Yeah. It's a pretty big plane. Dude. Yeah. yeah those things are massive. massive. They're huge. Um, so out of the Air Force. Now you're in you're in finance. Yeah, right. So um, I am the the CEO, executive director of Decade Financial Solutions. Uh, you can find us at decadesolutions.com. Um, what we do is we are a financial education firm um, that specializes in money management, financial education, and of course, credit restoration. So. Um, oh, that, that's where a lot of people find us is through credit repair. Okay. Um, so I always say if your number if your number starts with a four, five, or six on your credit score, we we definitely need to talk. Um, but yeah, total transition. You know, I mean, some of it's the same because you're dealing with numbers. You know, and I did I did deal with a lot of numbers in the military. But um, 
but the one major component that's much different is is people because um, yeah. I'm dealing with people every day now from all different walks of life and I didn't really have to deal with that when I was in the military so how did you how did you fall into finance um, you know I, it's actually ironic because I actually fell into the military uh, I always knew that I was gonna be a money guy um, or like a finance guy because I just I, I love money and not not in the sense of like, oh, I got to make a bunch for myself. Like it, I really love the like understanding money, like understanding how it works. Why do we use it as a society? Like what the implications are behind it? I really look at money as like a whole nother human being like and I'm like a doctor studying it. And and that's how the relationship that I have with it. And so that that passion towards it really drove me to know at an earlier age that like I'm probably going to be in some sort of financial capacity now I didn't know what that looked like because I mean you got money managers you have insurance guys you have financial analysts accountants all these different types of careers right um and I also know that I or knew that I have a heart for people and so and I didn't know where that fell in the industry and come to find out there's a thing called financial services that um, that kind of blends both of those together where you're dealing with finance but you're also dealing with people and those are like my two biggest passions and so when I got out of the military it just made sense for me to to go in that direction um, and then I had a mentor who guided me through like real estate consulting this is during before 2008 so this is okay. like before the meltdown and yeah. all that stuff um, and, you know, really taught me a lot about business, um, about people. Um, and then uh, and my career just kind of grew. And uh, and then I got into debt management. And then that's when the light bulb came on for me, okay. um, where I really I really began to understand, like, debt management was a very unique way for me to have an immediate impact on somebody's life. Um, helping a family, you know, reach their wealth goals is great. You know, but that takes time. You know, it takes a while. You're going to have to be consistent with your savings and things of that nature. But helping somebody impact their credit score and being able to remove that negative impact from, uh, you know, however long that's been going on, we can do that in, in months, sometimes even less than months, you know, and and they immediately feel that impact, you know, the next time they, they do a transaction. And so when I realized that, that's when I dived head in into the debt management world and really started kind of carving out my specialty in that area. Yeah. So I see that a lot in the mortgage space. I can imagine, yeah. You know, I see credit reports all day long. Exactly. Right? And um, and yeah, you see, you know, the widest spectrum of people and, and sometimes people they don't even know why their score is what it is. Exactly. And and then you have other people that if they're not at eight fifty, they're upset. You know? yeah. So um, it's it's kind of funny. But yeah. um, so tell me a little bit um, you know, I think everyone has heard of the term like credit repair. Yes. Um it, that part of it isn't foreign, but I, but like what you guys do, yes. I don't think anybody really understands. Yeah, right. What, what is it? It's like, kind of how do I get my score up ten points or twenty points? Yeah. Like, what is? What are you doing? Yeah, what exactly is happening? Right. Yeah. So, um, um, so what? What the way that credit restoration works? And I actually like to call it restoration rather than repair because. What a lot of people think about when they think of repair is they just they only focus on the score. Um, but in restoration, what we're focusing on is the entire profile of the client and and what each debt means and how it's affecting them in their borrowability. Right. Because what is your credit score? It's just your trustworthiness on paper. Right. It's a way that we can evaluate how trustworthy you are. To, to be able to get a house or to be able to get a car, you know? So when we go into restoration, 
What we're first looking at is um, we're utilizing a tool or a, a piece of legislation called the Fair Credit Reporting Act. OK, yeah. and what that means is in layman's terms is that if anything is on your credit report, that's not 100 percent fair. If it's not 100 percent verifiable, if it's not 100 percent substantial or if it's not 100 percent accurate under the letter of the law, those items can actually be removed and deleted from your credit report. And in certain cases, it can be removed without you even having to pay the balance. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's it's very crazy. yes, exactly. So what we do as specialists is we go in and we look at those items and we challenge that they're not fair, that they're not accurate, that they're not verifiable, that they're not substantial, and we look to get them removed and deleted off of the credit report. And every time that we do that, the client should see an increase in their score. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard it. we like with our mortgage loan disclosures, the Fair Credit Reporting Act is yes. something that we have to have them sign absolutely and, and understand. Yes. But. We're not trained at the level of detail on that law. Exactly, like, like yeah. You understand it. So that's really interesting. So when you're going to get something removed, and from my limited understanding, yes. some of it's a little bit of kind of a timing game with responses and yes. reaching out and stuff like that um, to 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 affect the letter of the law, basically, on, on the it is. Okay, so the statute of limitations, obviously, it varies from state to state. Um, but the big thing that a lot of consumers don't even realize is that when their accounts go into collections, there is a triage of hands that are now involved in their credit report that are like the paperwork that's associated with those accounts are being switched from hand to hand to hand. And if you think about it, I mean, I look at my own personal life, right? Like, how, how often do I keep every piece of document to my own personal documents that I have? Like, right. very rarely, right? So what's the statistical likelihood that a company who's dealing with tens of thousands of consumers is going to have every single piece of documentation that's associated with your debt? The reality of it is, is that they don't. But they're, bank they're literally banking on the fact that you do. And so what we do in restoration is a lot of times we'll, we'll send letters to the bureaus just requesting that they provide us that documentation, and if they can't, they have to remove it. There's a saying in our, there's a saying in our, our our space is that if they can't prove it, they have to remove it. So a lot of times, folks don't even realize that just by inquiring about it and asking them, hey, show me, you know, show me the documents or show me the blueprints, you know, show me the show me the information that you're using, you can get a lot of stuff taken off your credit report that way. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. so. Your business is not only credit restoration yes. though like you have we were talking about earlier um you're in the lending world as well yes so with, uh, businesses and stuff exactly. like that exactly so i mean financial solutions is exactly that we have i mean i always tell clients or even folks when they ask me like well mike what do you do like i tell them look if it involves money I either do it myself within my company or I have a partner within my network that can do it for you, you know? And with our business owners, what we're doing is that the main challenge with them and really all businesses is that at some point in order to grow, you're going to need capital. You know, you're going to need funding from some various source. Typically you try to go to a bank, but if you do, if you look at the statistics, um, I actually think that it's less than I'm, I'm not. This may not be 100 percent correct, but it's I believe it's less than 10 percent of all financial lending comes from a traditional bank. Um, so the other. So where is the other 90 percent coming from? Well, it's through the alternative financing spaces. However, how does a business qualify for that? Well, most business owners have no idea how they qualify. Yeah. And that's where a company like mine comes in, because we tr we step in. We help those business owners build their business credit 
so that they no longer need their personal credit in order to qualify their business for funding. You know, gotcha. yeah. I mean, I have trucking companies all the time. They tell me they're like, Mike, if I could just get an extra fifty thousand, man, I could get a new truck in here. I could expand my routes. I can do this. I can do that. And they know their business. They know their business inside and out. Their challenge is, is I don't know the first thing about where to get funding. I don't know how I get it, how I qualify for it. But if you can help me do that, oh man, sky's the limit. And, and that's another thing that we do in our in decade. So that's, that's pretty cool. So you guys help yeah. them also like kind of put like the business plan together and yeah, and the whole formula so that you can go out and secure that lend that loan. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll assign. So when the client moves forward with our business decade diamond package, what they will actually get assigned is two people. They'll get a business credit advisor, and then they get assigned a financial officer. We compart like. I like to use the McDonald's method in my business. I like to compartmentalize every specific role. So I don't want one person just doing everything for you. Right. I feel like it muddies the waters that way. And I want you to get individual care about every specific issue that you have as you go through the process. So the business credit advisors, what they're going to do is they're going to uh, walk the client through step-by-step, Dun and Bradstreet, pulling your, business, pulling your business credit report. Let's finding out if, they accurate, if there's anything that's inaccurate there. Then we're gonna, if you don't even have your business established okay let's talk about structure llc s corp seek which one's going to be best for you right we even talk about that we even talk to the clients about their business name because a lot of companies don't even realize this business credit is only is the only thing that if you don't establish it you can actually have a negative score before you ever even start establishing it like on the personal side if you don't go get a new credit card and you just you know stay off the grid, or if you're old school and you pay cash for everything, you're not gonna um, you're really not gonna ever establish a score. It's not gonna hurt you. It's not gonna help you. Right. But on your business, the day that your business is born or the day that it's filed in the SOS, um, you start accumulating a business credit score, whether it's good or bad. And depending on the type of name that you have, actually suggest to Dun and Bradstreet and all these entities what kind of risk you are. So like, ironically enough financial institutions are considered high risk. So even with my company, Decade Financial Solutions, we had a little bit of a challenge building credit. But like a consulting firm, actually it's easier for them to build a business or build business credit just by having the name consulting in their name. No kidding. Yeah. It, yeah. It goes deep, man. Wow. It goes deep, Jason. That's a really interesting yeah. nuance. Yeah, yeah. I never would have thought of that. Yeah. I didn't either. I mean, yeah. it was, it was all new to me before, uh, before I got into this debt management space, uh, you know, way, way back when, you know, and I started learning all this stuff. I'm like, my God, like how are we ever expecting business owners to be successful or if we're not giving them the information that they need in order to be successful. So right. yeah. do you, do you teach? Like on this stuff at all? Yes, absolutely. So um, um, in DECADE, DECADE is actually an acronym. Um, okay. Yeah, so it stands for Determining Education Can Achieve Discipleship Experiences Through Financial Solutions. So education is at the heart of everything that we do, okay. um, whether it's the business side, whether it's the consumer side, because um, I don't, you know, I don't really like to consider myself a salesman. I mean, even though obviously I work in sales, I mean, sure, of course, yeah. right? But what I really like to consider myself more is an educator. You know, I educate clients on the decisions that they're going to make and how it's going to have an impact on their future financial life. Or I educate a business owner on the decisions that they're making and how it's having an impact on their future life and give them enough information for them to be able to make an informed decision because people are smart. You know, we people are more than capable. It's just that people don't have all the information that they need. So clients are more than capable of being able to make 
informed decisions. The problem is, is that they just lack the information. They don't have the information. And so as an educator, what I like to do is I like to bridge that gap for them. You know, so um, I like to present them all the information, whether you're a business owner or whether you're a personal consumer client. And I give you all the information so that you can make the decision, you know, empowering yourself, so to speak, um, through this information that we all know wasn't taught to us in school. Right. You know, this is the stuff that they should be teaching us. I don't know too many people that are using calculus, but I do know everyone has a credit score. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that stuff would be so helpful to learn. Exactly. Especially like for business owners, because I feel like that's. Like the financial component of it is usually the first, is the main hurdle. Yeah. Right? They can figure out the business plan. They figure out how they're going to market, how they're going to sell, how they're yeah. going to do all this stuff. But they need capital, right? Exactly. That's, that's a challenge. And and the first reaction is, well, I'll just walk into the bank and, you know, under, and I understand banking and stuff like that. And so, yeah, it seems like the biggest hurdle for business owners, someone's trying to start a business is, yeah. the, is the financial piece, yes. right? Because they need, they need money to make this work. Absolutely. If they don't have it themselves personally, they got to go get it. And I think the natural inclination for most people is we'll all go to the bank. That's who lends money. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, we know how banking works. They're yeah. publicly owned companies and they're traded on Wall Street and they have yes. all these constraints. Exactly. So the box you have to fit into is very rigid. <laughs> yes, you know? exactly. Um, so, um, so how do people find you to just get some education? Do you do like a seminar or anything like okay, that? Okay, so that's actually a good point. So um, so with professionals, right, um, I'm, we, Decade, has we have, we have been in talks with developing some sort of curriculum um, that could be formalized as a continuing education course Okay, um, that we could actually go in and, you know, for like mortgage professionals like yourself, we could actually, this could qualify for your, your continuing ease, right? Um, as far as the consumers are concerned, um, that's really just you guys becoming clients, you know, like gotcha. that's that that's where most of our clients, that's kind of one of the benefits, or I, I guess you could say um, one of the things that separates us from the, uh, from the pack, because there's thousands of companies out here, right? Like what makes us unique? Um, one of the experiences that our clients, that's a client privilege that they get is that they, we inundate them with information um, through text, uh, email, I mean, uh, phone calls. We are constantly um, giving them all of that education that they can. Um, and our big, our my rule of thumb is is I like to over communicate. I I don't ever want a client to feel like we are not talking to them enough. Right. I would I would much prefer that they say, Mike, you're giving me way too much information than to say, Hey, I, I haven't heard from you guys in a couple of weeks and I don't know what's going on. You know. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, being a veteran, yes. Do you? Do you work with a lot of veterans? Do you see veterans? Of course. Come that, in? That's my that's my heart and soul right there. I love my vets. Um, I love my active duty. I even love my active duty spouses and wives and husbands who are serving their their spouse while their spouse is serving the country. I think that is such an undervalued thing that we don't really talk about a lot in our space. Yeah. Um, as veterans, is that like our our wives or our, the husbands are out here, you know, serving. Um, taking care of the family, taking care of the home, you know, making sure that their their active duty member can have a peace of mind when they go out into into the warfare or whatever it is that they're dealing with on, on the mission, you know. So um, so we obviously we have discounts and all kinds of incentives that we give them when they, be, when they become clients. But um, I have a really big heart for veterans. I, I love my veteran community. I love my active duty military community. Um, we are in works with um, becoming one of their exclusive partners with the military. They, we were beta testing a project that was out in Pendleton okay. where we were going to be featured in their magazine. And then, um, 
and then they were going to start marketing us nationally. Uh, we kind of pumped the brakes on it because we were, believe it or not, we were actually growing too fast. So we want to make sure that if we're going to have that opportunity, that we can service that opportunity sure, as, yeah. to its maximum potential. So, um, but we will eventually, you will see decades presence felt on military establishments. Um, that will def that is definitely on my radar, and we have definitely already uh, begun the workings on that. So that's really cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, what's what's one of the more fun businesses that you remember that you guys have helped get going? Oh man. Okay. So, um, decade also has a consulting arm of it. It's actually branded as decade consulting group. Okay. So that is my, that's where I do a lot of my fun work. Um, because I'm being presented with these projects from all different spaces that are like, okay, what are we going to do? So, um, one preliminary project that I was working on was a joint venture with the city. Um, it's, it's essentially, um, it's it's a project. I can't go into all the details because it's still active. Okay. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to come up with a plan to service not only the homeless community here in San Diego, but also the community that deals with identifying as being a victim of trauma. Um, oh, okay. Yes, the, it's a very like you have people who are dealing with physical, sexual trauma, uh, emotional trauma, um, just trauma in all ways, shapes, or forms. And it's not always military, right? I mean, we only think that PTSD. It doesn't stop just in the military. It happens in sure. the civilian community as well. Yeah. And um, and for all these individuals who are identifying as being a victim, like the the city, the, the county has a wide amount of resources that they want to pour into to be able to assist those people. So I've been blessed and been fortunate enough that they've uh, asked me to get involved in certain capacities on this project. And so um, I am I am so excited for that um, because um, I am really big on service, um, you know, and if I can serve my, my fellow city, my community in any way that I can and help um, as our city gentrifies, that we can still find a place for these folks who are financially less fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I can be a part of that, man, that, that it's, a, it's a fun project. It's a hard laborious project, but it's a project that I love and I, I have a lot of fun working on it and, and, and uh, collaborating with the city on that. So that's really cool. Yeah. And that's I think. The most gratifying. Work, it is. Right? It it's, really is. is when you're it really back is. And really helping people that need it. Yes. Right? I mean, we're always dealing with business people or people want to buy homes and yeah, they need it, but yeah, it's not the same level of need. Yeah, right? it, it's one thing to say, hey, I need a home. It's not. It's a whole other thing to say, hey, I need a place to take a shower. You know, right. I need a place to live. You know, like I need a place to feel safe. I need a place that I can try to get my mind and my body back functioning you know into society you know like and people don't understand that sometimes it's like you know we look at the Haslov's hierarchy of needs right the starts with just basic shelter and food and water you know and if we can if we can work with the city because it's on the county's radar they see it they they know it's important to them and if i can be a part of that man i'm all for it sign me up every day of the week you know and yeah and I'm, i'm with it that's great yeah Cool. Well, Mike, um, I just want to say thanks for coming yeah. to, on the show, man. Dude, thank you for having me, Such a me, blessing man. to have you and just hear your story and what you're doing for the community it is huge. And I think, um, you know, as the, the theme of our show, Armed and Ready, I yes. think for those people that are with a credit score of the four, starting with a four, five, or a six, yeah. or if you're an entrepreneur or a business person or something like that, I think to be armed and ready, you need to talk to Mike. Yeah, and, thank um, you. Thank and, you. And be prepared because... I can't tell you how many times I've I've spoken with, you know, our active duty military folks or yeah. someone who want to buy a house and and 
you know, they haven't utilized things like credit and things yes. and stuff appropriately. And it's not their fault. They're just, no one's ever taught them, right? Yeah, they just don't know. They just, yeah, don't, they know. just don't know. And you don't know what you don't know. So, yeah. um, to be armed and ready in any of those regards, we, you got to connect with Mike. And um, if, if you guys need anything uh, to get connected with him, you can always visit me at um, valoanguy.us. And we'll make sure to get you introduced and connected. But, Mike, thank you so much. Dude, man. Jason, thank you again, brother. Pleasure, yeah, brother. it is, Another man. Air Force guy. I know. And, uh, it's awesome, man. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in today to the Armed and Ready podcast. Glad to have you here. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Mike Dunn with Decade Financial Solutions. If you have any questions or like to connect with us, you can visit me at valoanguy.us.